Hey guys, Divine Psilocybin here. Welcome to the podcast. So on this episode, I'm going to be talking about my latest trip, which was the scariest trip I had ever experienced. Now I've seen lots of things, you know, on my trips. I've, you know, I've encountered things that could be described as demons, entities that definitely seem to have ill intentions creepy things, things that I think are ghosts or spirits and lots of stuff like that. But, uh, I've gone, I've gone really deep, obviously in my trips too. I mean, you know, I've, I've talked about, you know, I've stared down into the abyss. I've, uh, I've, you know, stared into the void, things like that. And this was something else. This was, um, way way further um I don't think I'd ever been well I've been I've been pretty far I mean my lake trip is probably the best example you know of how far I've actually been so far that I actually thought I had died and I had gone to another world um this one I was still here in this world but the things that were happening were so extreme, so intense at some points that it became, you know, just in beyond words. So I'm going to do the best I can, obviously, to describe these things like I always do. I'm going to run into a few problems on this one, though, for sure. Um, there are huge gaps missing, and... There's a couple things that I'm going to be, you know, a little hesitant to talk about because, you know, part of the trip, you know, my girlfriend was there. And as you guys know, you know, if you've listened to the podcast, you know how important uh, she is to me and everything like that. Um, but, you know, this will part part of the trip, you know, I'll have to talk about, you know, how our interactions ended up affecting me and everything and I know she listens to the podcast as well and you know I love her to death and <laughs> you know but uh you know I need to be truthful and honest and and open so that way you know you people out there can also learn from any possible mistakes that we had so anyways let's get started here on the trip so I had I had a bunch of fresh mushrooms like uh like really fresh like like straight out of the <laughs> straight out of the soil type type mushrooms that I have and so I also had from uh basically the same grouping I had some ones that were already dried and so um I measured out three grams of the dried and I took the same amount of uh basically wet ones to equal what I was hoping would be around six grams. Hindsight, it was probably more than that. <laughs> Although I didn't finish them all. That's the funny thing. I didn't finish all the caps. I actually... I had, like, one, like, really big cap that was, like, the size of a flower that I ended up not finishing, and I ended up putting back. It was just, like, way too big. And, like, uh... <laughs> on this one as I was eating them. I, I almost threw up uh, twice, I think. So, anyways. 
the girl was not here at first. She was still um, out working, and um, I knew she was going to be about two to three hours after I took the mushrooms. Um, ended up being about three hours. So after I first ingested the mushrooms, so I ate them all. Um, and like I said, I, I had I had, I had trouble. I was definitely choking them down. Um, the taste of the fresh ones was actually way worse than I remember fresh ones usually being. Usually fresh ones, you know, weren't, aren't too big of a deal, but those ones are pretty luck. But, um, so I took my headphones and I took my blindfold and I actually went and I laid down in, uh, in my room and I laid down on the bed and I turned on some, uh, desert music. It was very similar to my desert trip, which, um, it's one of the, my desert trip is one of the trips that I, I talk about a lot because it is one of those out of body experience trips that was really quite amazing. You know, one of my favorite trips was between that one and the lake one are probably the best ones, you know, and then you got the ones where God walks through the trip room. Those are probably, you know, also my other favorite ones. Um, but, uh, so I lay down and I have on the, the desert type music, you know, and I was hoping for something similar kind of is what I was going for. I was, uh, you know, that's kind of the mindset I had was like, I'm going to lay here, you know, and kind of hopefully go somewhere. And, um, I thought I had taken a significant enough dose to have done that. One of the problems I think I have is in order to choke down the rest of the brownie, or I'm sorry, the rest of the mushrooms, I ended up eating some brownies with them. Um, so anyways, so I'm laying there in the bed, eyes closed. Like I said, the, um, I got the a blindfold on, I got my headphones on and the, the music is, it's pretty good. You know, it's, it's pretty lively, but still slow enough that, you know, it's not overbearing or anything like that. So I'm getting kind of into it. I'm kind of like really listening to the music is what I'm doing as, especially as the first set of like visuals start to come on, you know, the visuals start to come on and I can just kind of feel my body like bouncing up and down in the bed a little bit, you know, I can just kind of feel myself just like, you know, kind of jumping up and down <laughs> you know not i'm not, not not like obviously i'm still just laying in the bed but i just feel myself like going up and down um and all of a sudden the visuals start coming on really really strong and i actually end up finding myself in like a like a dance like rave club or something like that with the music you know and like the the bass of the music the um it really starts like increasing like i could hear the bass more and i start focusing on it a little bit more and i just see like a ton of people just bouncing up and down they were all um they were all blue <laughs> it was a bunch of blue people uh and they're all jumping up and down and in front of me in front of like don't know what it was it wasn't a stage or anything like that but it was just like uh, just like some light I guess in the background so everybody's jumping up and down and as I'm watching it um, all of a sudden it's like like <laughs> how to describe this like uh, like colors 
started to have like a battle in front of the dance stage or whatever in front of the stage or if it was a stage I said it's not a stage but in front of the crowd basically you have these colors that started battling each other so red would fight blue and then purple would fight blue and then purple would fight green and it was weird it was like both the colors would appear and they would grow in strength and they were very distinctive too you'd see red over here to the right or you know blue to the blue to the left you know and they and they you know they start to grow and they'd push each other around and it was like a little fight or something like that you know and i was kind of rooting for one or the other you know based on whatever <laughs> so as i'm watching them uh that was kind of fun and this passed a lot of time i mean this is probably a good you know half an hour 45 minutes or so into the trip you know so, I'm, so basically i'm just in this dance club watching watching this stuff go down <laughs> um i already told the girlfriend about this actually i think i told her about it that night uh, but at one point in time uh as i was dancing in this dance club a like a, a, a female like spirit of like sexiness or like femininity like came up and basically was dancing in front of me like right next to me and so um <laughs> it was uh it was kind of it was kind of neat <laughs> but um you know it's not one my girlfriend's too happy about and she let me know <laughs> but anyways um so okay so after the the color battle kind of subsided uh i was no longer in the dance club party or rave or anything like that and i found myself talking to a entity or spirit or something like that and i have it's an entity or spirit that i've talked to many times before and usually i think it's a good entity and uh it still was it still was good because it led me to a good place but um i ended up questioning it questioning it after words and this is a problem sometimes some of these entities that come up you know especially ones that might claim to be god or something like that sometimes they might say to you something along the lines of uh you can't question them <laughs> when you hear that you know that they are not god that's an instant clear sign that they are not god because god lets you question him um so anyways this this entity i was talking to it always it always reminds me of like peter pan like it's like a kid it it's like a it's like a child like it's it's very childish like in a bad way like not in a good way that's my critique of it too is the fact that it's so childish in the way that it acts and everything like that it's lots of fun it can be lots of fun but sometimes it makes like these jokes that are just like huh like that that didn't really make sense it sounds like something like a like a like a 10 year old would say you know what i mean it's like a weird joke you know what i mean um so anyways while i was interacting with this 
see while I was interacting with this um, this entity here this is this is why I say it's a good entity because it, it does end up taking me somewhere I ended up contemplating it it talked to me a little bit about Adam you know the first man and everything if you're well Look, no matter what you believe, you know, whether you believe the Bible's true or not or anything like that, even if you believe in evolution, that you Adam just refers to simply the first like human being with consciousness. Like that's all you have to consider, okay? So if, if you want to believe in evolution, that's fine. If you want to believe in, you know, like a, a literal creation, that's fine. It doesn't matter. Either way, this is a really, really powerful thing to do. It's a really amazing, like absolutely mind-blowing place to go just imagine that you are the first human being the first being with consciousness on this planet right imagine you are the first one that actually realizes that you exist you know what i mean that's the story of adam right there if you guys want to know the other stuff doesn't matter the other stuff you know whether it's literal or not that could be mythology or whether or not evolution is true or not it doesn't matter it does not matter the the point is this at one point in time there was an individual who realized that he had consciousness you know that realized he exists that first person that did that that's who we call adam so anyways so when you start contemplating something like that, being the only human being on the planet with consciousness, right? Or the first human being on the planet with consciousness. When you start contemplating something like that on mushrooms, it just takes you to just like an incredibly emotional place. Just like you feel like just such a heavy, heavy weight, just like a realization. I mean, how lonely man would that first person have been you know what i mean i mean you know the bible says there's you know eve was there with him and eve, eve actually ate a, off the tree first before adam did but still you know you're the only man on the planet <laughs> that realizes oh shit i exist you know what i mean um like i said if you're thinking about these things on mushrooms it, i i i can't I can't express how deeply it hits you, you know? I mean, you start, like, crying and shit, you know? Uh, it's... It, it makes you think, like... I mean, when he's looking around at stuff, when he's... when he, I mean, he's looking at trees and grass and animals and, you know, it's like, how alien did all of this look for the first person, you know what I mean? And to pull that even further you know how many of us actually like look around we're so used to this planet you know because we actually live here you know because this is actually our home where we grow up and everything like that but i mean like seriously take a step back and like contemplate like there's we don't know of any other planet you know that exists that actually has you know life on it i mean how like crazy alien is this place you know, there's like things that grow up out of the ground and, you know, there's like rain and mud and rocks and there's like all these materials and there's like, there's animals and it's just like, 
you know, when you think about it, especially if you're on the mushrooms and you can kind of like clear out your your predisposed like notions of the world, like based on like how you've lived and grown up and everything and the knowledge that you've gained. But just, I mean, just like seriously, just like step back and think about like how fucking crazy this place is. You know what I mean? And um, so this is the good part of the trip, by, by the way. I'm, I'm kind of, you know, holding on to this for a while because, like, it gets pretty bad. <laughs> um, yeah, this is funny. This trip started off good but got really, really bad. So it was almost the opposite of the, uh, the lake trip. Um, so anyways, so I'm sitting there contemplating Adam, and I spend some more time with this... Uh, this childlike entity or whatever you want to call it and everything I have a hard time you know I'm sure I I'm sure at one point in time I confused it for God um, I don't know like I said I can, I can criticize it and so and there's it might just be an aspect of God, or it might be an angel sent by God. I don't know. I'm not really for sure. You know, like I said, when I'm wrestling with God, and when I'm on the floor wrestling with God, um, like he's he's very manly. He's very much a father figure. That's that's the kind of figure I end up wrestling with, and that's the one I call I call God. But this one, um, you know, that you speak to and everything is it's just too childish. Anyways. Eventually, the girlfriend comes home. So anyways, the girl gets home, and uh, immediately I get up out of bed, because I've pretty much... I've already found it, uh, like, um, questioning... I was, I was questioning that... Peter Pan-like entity, um, I guess that's just something I call it, the Peter Pan-like entity, the childish entity, um, I, I was already starting to question it, you know, and, um, it was still nice and everything like that, and I was still having a good time and whatnot, but also when the girlfriend's home, you know, I just, like, I, I want to be with her, you know, I'd, I'd rather be with her anyways, um, so I got up, you know, I took off the headphones and everything like that, and I, and with the girlfriend, and I was sitting with her, and I immediately told her about the Peter Pan entity character, um, I also was talking to her about the Adam experience, and I've talked to her about, you know, some of the Adam experiences, it's a really powerful thing just to contemplate, just Adam, just, just, seriously stop and like contemplate that for a while <laughs> it's it's pretty powerful anyways um <laughs> i know i've already said that but um anyway so i was trying to explain to her and one, one of the interesting things is is i do find it i do think it's i don't think that girls females can quite empathize with adam as much as men can i think there's something there like the sin of man you know, I think girls have an easier time surrendering to God versus a man, right? Um, that's why, right, Jesus is born of a virgin, that kind of stuff, you know what I mean? Those, those things, when you're contemplating them on mushrooms, is, you know, 
um, anyways, so I was talking to her about that. Now, at this point in time, you know, I haven't peaked yet, but man, I am high. Anyways, um, like I am like really high, way higher than I thought I was getting up. Um, so I start moving around the room, going from the table over to the, you know, the kitchen area where the stove is, you know, to the couch and everything like that. Sometimes I'm on the floor next to the, next to the, um, table. And here's like where events like become really unorganized in my mind. Like I start talking to the girlfriend about basically what I'm feeling. I'm feeling like my mind is like has a tentacle reaching out of it, reaching out and into another dimension. And I feel like I'm experiencing that dimension through that tentacle. And then my tentacle comes back into my head, giving me the information that I've gotten from it. So I'm experiencing this and I'm, I'm talking to the girlfriend about it as I'm experiencing it. The interesting thing is, is at that point in time, I was standing up by the, um, by the stove. Next thing I know, I'm sitting in the, or on, at the table, looking at the girlfriend at the table. And I say to her something along the lines of, we're, were we just talking about tentacles? And she sits there and she says, no, you've, you didn't say anything about tentacles. This is one of those moments where you got to contemplate whether this is all in your mind or whether or not this is actually, you know, you going into a different dimension. Because right here, I had made up an entire world and a series of events of where I was talking to my girlfriend, moving around the room, you know, and uh, as it turns out, none of that happened. But that's what I experienced. I experienced an entire world and a series of events and time playing out normally. You know, like the the world, you know, I'm still high, obviously, but the world is still, had still played. So the question is, you know, is my mind powerful enough to, to actually make all that up and experience that within a, within normal time or or is it another dimension so it's hard it's so hard you know how powerful is the human mind it's pretty powerful you know what i mean but is it that powerful i don't know powerful enough to break reality for uh, for a human conscious consciousness um anyways um so anyways so i i sit down across from her again and or no I, i'm sorry i had I was back sitting down with her again and and I could feel my mind reaching off into different directions, especially as we were talking, we'd be talking. And at one point in time, I said to her, you know, hold on. And then I, I told my mind, I was like, I was like, Hey, mind don't run away, you know, cause I could feel it trying to run away, trying to go somewhere. Uh, at one point in time, she said, she, she had just like, she just said like a sentence, you know, and I remember every single word she said, I created an entire new reality just based off of that word, like where I contemplated that entire word. So um, I don't remember exactly what she said, but but if she said, imagine she said the word father, right? 
my mind immediately thought of everything that that meant that that word meant to me everything that a father meant to me every interaction i've ever had with my fathers everything that i've ever heard about her father everything that or any other father figure that i could possibly consider you know all that occurred and then all of a sudden i come back and she says the next word in the sentence and I immediately, you know, just say the next word was mother. I immediately started thinking of everything that word, you know. And so that happened just in one of her sentences, you know. I just broke off into just tons of different realities. So then after that, um, somehow, see, this is where things are weird because somehow her and I switched places on the table. She was sitting on the other side of the table and I was sitting over you know uh anyway it was just vice versa we just like kept switching around where we're sitting and standing and everything like that and there was no 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 coherency to how i got from one place to another you know it was just i was just talking with her from one direction to the next anyways this oh by the way these these little side realities this is like what i believe is happening when you do the loops you know you're you're going out into a different reality and you're circling circling your way back around to your original reality and you're just doing it over and over again you know and so anyways in this case in this case i was sitting down um and i felt my mind explode like a firecracker you know think of like a firework when a firework goes off you know in the sky a big one you know and it shoots off into all different directions you know my mind pretty much did the same thing each each one of those like flashes was a different reality it's like all at once i experienced like my mind shooting off into different realities all at once just like a massive boom and uh, it was incredibly overwhelming. Uh, the whole, tr- the whole thing of this specific part of the trip is mostly it was still cool, but it was a little overwhelming. Is is what the what the problem was with this part? You know, we're still not bad. This is still pretty good. You know, but um, but you know, starting to kind of be a little too much for me. Um, just how much was going up how many realities I kept ripping into not knowing for sure if I was actually in my reality or in a different reality um it kept going on like that and so anyways uh so I actually after that mind explosion one I this is weird I stood up and somehow she switched sides of the table and like I mean like instantaneously I don't know even know how this happened like she was sitting on the um or I was sitting on the side of the table closest to the couch, and then all of a sudden I get up, turn around, and she's sitting on that side of the table now, and I'm I, I had been sitting on the other side. But anyways, so I sit there and um, I'm looking at her, I'm talking with her, and this was this is so so vivid, so real. Um, the whole world just turned into just paint like globs of paint like pastel colored paints and 
it wasn't it wasn't like a slow thing you know like some people describe like the melting effect you know like you look around and everything slowly melts or whatever this was not that this was as if imagine you just wave your hand in front of your face right so like one second the world is normal the next second the whole world is just thick thick gloopy paint like like she my girlfriend was literally like two globs of white where her shirt was and then like a glob of yellow for her head and that was it (laughs) you know it's like the whole world instantly became just just globs like big gloopy globs of paint i don't know how else to describe it um now that only lasted for a second i immediately was just too overwhelmed with it I, i was already overwhelmed i saw this happen and i looked around i was just like nope too far for me right now i'm too far gone right now and so i immediately zapped myself like tried to hold on to myself and put myself back in my body and pull myself into reality um so yeah that was that was pretty interesting i remember i remember i i think i just stood there kind of dumbfounded for a few seconds uh it was one of those moments it was one of those moments actually where if i if I wasn't as high and I wasn't over as overwhelmed, I probably would have thought it was pretty cool, to tell you the truth. Um, if I had been, like, on a much lower dosage, you know, and I had seen the same thing. Um, because, I mean, it was it was pretty neat. It was pretty otherworldly. Um, and it was definitely a very vivid effect. It was definitely very much real like it was just as real as just standing in this in in this room right now you know um so anyways uh things get really really bad from here um they quickly go downhill so uh let me take a break let's do the sponsor and then we'll come back and we'll continue the story um off into the abyss well, no, no, I'm sorry, not the abyss. It's not the abyss. It's something else. But off into the, the deep end of the pool. How's that? <laughs> so one of the things that makes this story hard to tell, right, is I love my girlfriend very, very much. I'm so thankful for to her for the things that she does help out with but some of this is going to be you know trip sitters you know you have to be very very careful because your interactions with someone that's as high as I was um, could be incredibly detrimental things very quickly spiral out of control and I think that's kind of what happened here and so like I said I'm a little tentative talking about I love my girlfriend very much and you know um you know it's it's hard it's hard it's hard and then the other thing is is it's incredibly hard to describe what ended up happening because it is really really far and so anyways uh like I said, I mean, like I've, I've, I've stared into the abyss, you know, I've seen the void, you know, this is nothing like that. Uh, this is way scarier. <laughs> Anyways, um, okay. So, after the pastel paint, like, little world thing appeared, 
and came back. I was talking to the girlfriend about the Adam thing again, you know, and what it's like realizing your conscience, you know, that you are conscious. And so when you die, what happens, you know what I mean? How do you hold on to that conscience? Or see what you're not, you're not supposed to hold on to the conscience. You're supposed to surrender it to God and God's supposed to, you know, give you grace and mercy and everything like that and you know continue to allow you to exist and you know bring you to a good place and whatnot and so but then then there's this idea though that what you need to do is you need to hold on to your conscience you know or i'm sorry conscience consciousness consciousness not conscience consciousness you need to hold on to it when you die and so I started contemplating that. Could you do that? The thing that the thing that I come to while I'm on the mushrooms and I'm contemplating that is I, I contemplate that you can't hold on to the consciousness because it becomes too scary, you know, as you lose everything, as you lose your body, you know, as you lose everything that it means to be you, you know, everything that your body holds and maintains and whatnot. As you lose that stuff when you die, you know, if you don't surrender and give it over to God, and if you sit there and you try to hold on to it yourself, it's just something that you can't do, that a human can't do. I think, I think Jesus did it. I think this is what happened. I think Jesus did it. I think Jesus, when he died, held on to his consciousness. That's why he was able to rise from the dead, you know, three days later, right? That's how he conquered death, right? He conquers death by maintaining his consciousness throughout time right and holding the world basically his you know his world together it's the the world together right god holds the world together right basically you would believe through consciousness you know what i mean you would consciously be holding the world together so you know, our universe, whatever you want to call it, or the universes, the multiple universes that there are, however you want to put it, you know what I mean? Like, anyways, hopefully you get the idea of the conceptualization. So as I'm contemplating this, hold, trying to hold together your consciousness, um, I think this is what Jesus uh, is talking about when he says no man can do it, right? You know, the, the sin of Adam is too heavy and everything like that. But as I'm contemplating it, I see a door... <laughs> I've talked about doors many times on the podcast. And uh, what's my rule? My rule is don't open any fucking doors. So anyways, um, I see a door. It's the door that you have to pass through in order, like at death, right? It's the door that you will have to pass through um, in order to maintain your consciousness, right? Uh, or at least that's what I believe. Uh, that's what I was holding. That that was the idea. So I'm, I'm I'm picturing this idea. I'm contemplating this idea of holding on to your consciousness, and it's getting darker and scarier. And you're, you know, you're going, you know, into the void basically, right? And there it is. There's a door. And the thing is, is you can't get to that door because it's just too scary. You'll give up before you get there. Is the idea, right? And as I'm seeing it, it's just you know, I'm like okay you can't get through it nobody can get through it when they're dead right it's just way too fucking scary so 
I was contemplating this door. I think I even said to my girlfriend, I said something like, basically, beyond that door is, you know, something like the the key to everlasting life or something like that. And um, this is probably a mistake. <laughs> so I, uh, I didn't open the door or I didn't consciously open the door, but I did sit and think and contemplate what could be beyond the door. Now, that in and of itself might be the same as opening a door. I'm not really for sure, okay? Because I don't feel like I made a conscious decision to open that door, but I definitely felt like I was sitting there contemplating it. You know what I mean? Like, what would be behind that door? So anyways, so this is where it happens. Something... I don't know how it how I got from like I was sitting on the couch or something when I was thinking these things to now I was on the floor um kind of by the table and the girlfriend is standing close to the front door and I'm looking at her and me and her had said something to each other and here's the thing I don't remember what we said I don't remember what was said but I just know somehow I had said something that she didn't like. Um, something that made her mad. Uh, not mad, but just made it so she wasn't happy. And when I had said this, her reaction uh, instantly sent me down into a, a bad place. And I said something to try to, to try to fix it so to speak, I guess, you know, you could say this was my fault, right? I had said something, you know, I probably shouldn't have said, right? Um, so I say something to her. She has that reaction. I try to say something back and she still maintains her, you know, not happiness, I guess. And that sends me even further down and then she says something again and it sends me even further and anyways it was just like over the course of like maybe three sentences I instantly found myself in like the deepest place I have ever been and it wasn't the abyss and it wasn't the void it was a place of like absolute nothingness I couldn't feel anything this, this is so hard to describe I couldn't feel anything at all. Like, I couldn't feel happiness or joy or peace. I couldn't feel anger or hatred. I couldn't feel bad things either. I couldn't feel good things or bad things. I couldn't feel nothing. Now, the interesting thing was, this nothingness was something. I don't know if it was an entity or it was a place, but it was definitely something, which is, this is weird. This is why, this is why this is undescribable. It's an indescribable thing, completely indescribable thing. Um, any of my words that I'm using, just, they fall so short, so short of this, whatever this was. I couldn't feel anything. I couldn't care about anything. I couldn't. I 
like I could I couldn't even feel fear. I couldn't even feel I couldn't fear nothing. Just nothing. There wasn't even black. You know, when you go down the abyss, the abyss is a place that continually gets darker, right? And it, that's just what it does. It just goes. It just gets darker and darker, and the further and further you go, that's the best way to describe it, right? This place lacked color. This place lacked blackness. This this place lacked everything. It was a literal, like nothing. Like the void. The void is a, is a place that is emptiness spreading out and everything like that. But that emptiness is the defining word. Whereas this nothingness. That I was in, um, like even even the word nothingness is not appropriate to describe it. You know, it was completely different. It was absolutely beyond like our dimension. You know, this is this is something that cannot exist in our dimension. You know, um, I, I I have I've. It, I have such a hard time, such a hard time, even contemplating what this thing was, you know. Um, so, anyways, I immediately recognized my mind recognized that I was in a dangerous place. Right? It was a place that I quickly realized if I brought it back with me to the real world, like if I or if I somehow got stuck in it, um, it would be. I would not be able to live here. I would not be able to function in society in the real world. I would not be able to function if I brought any of that back with me. It was, it was absolutely mind breaking. <clears throat> Just, anyways, uh, yeah. Like I said, I, I, I contemplated. I immediately contemplated and realized how dangerous of a place I was in. So. This is where I'm incredibly grateful to my girlfriend, um, because you know, if, if she wasn't there and I was in this predicament, um, I, I don't know, I don't know how I would have got out. Like it would have been very, it would have been very dangerous. It would have been very dangerous. Um, so the fact that she was there, I told her to come, come over, come closer to me, and everything, and I, I explained to her. I don't even remember how I explained her. I explained to her. I said, "Look, I am in a dangerous place right now." I said, "I need you to be very careful, and I need you to help me out. I need you to try something to try to get me out." And I started saying things like, "I need you to try loving me or something like that, so I can feel like love or something like that," because I couldn't feel anything. And so. I was trying to do that. I, I tried doing a few other things. Um, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm incredibly grateful to my girlfriend. But here's also an example of, of, of where it got worse again. As we're trying to do things, you know, I could I could sort of feel things here and there. You know, I could slowly start. I was slowly starting to pull myself out. Like one of the things I did was I, I started to get like very sad. You know, I tried getting like very, um, yeah, sad. I guess is the right word. Uh, so I started trying to make myself cry and things like that, and it worked for a second or two, you know. And so at least I felt something. But then I'd sl- easily slip back into that nothingness. And then, so then, uh, the girlfriend. Oh, this is so hard to talk about. And 
look, I love, I absolutely fucking love my girlfriend. She's amazing. She's wonderful and everything like this. But this is such a warning right here to the people out there that are trip sitting for their loved ones. And if their loved ones are incredibly high, and if you are incredibly high, you need to give appropriate directions to your trip sitter before you trip. So in this case, the girlfriend was um, dancing sexy for me, which was very nice. It was very lovely, and it was helping me pull out of this nothingness. It was helping me pull out of it. I was... You know, I, I mean, I was deep. I was deep. Like, I mean, when I say pulling out of it, like I was probably only a quarter of the way out or something like that. But, you know, I could feel a little something, you know. But the fact I was so high and I'm sitting in the corner, you know what I mean, and just watching her and she's not seeing any expression and I'm mumbling to myself and I'm trying to get myself out of this. I'm trying to encourage myself. Um, it was discouraging for her and it you know, obviously it wasn't good for her, you know what I mean? And it was hard. And so this is, this is another reason why you need to make sure that you're, you're doing, if you are having your trip sitter and your trip sitter is your loved one, you make sure that you guys really, really love each other and know what's possible to have happen and how, you know, how bad it can get and how, how tough you gotta be, you know what I mean? And know that these things are, you know, uh, difficult for <laughs> difficult for everybody. So just keep that in mind. Anyways, the girlfriend ended up getting upset because I wasn't, you know, giving a good reaction to her sexiness. But you have to understand, I wasn't feeling anything at all. And I was starting to feel something which was great, but it just wasn't enough time. And so she got frustrated and stopped. And when she got frustrated and I saw that, it slipped me right back down into the depth. Man, it slipped me right back into the bad. And um, so it was very hard. It was very hard to get out. I mean, I tried doing all sorts of things. I tried joking. I tried, I tried contemplating certain things. Um, to try to get me out and it just like nothing was working at all so anyways I think that was the peak and I think that was really bad but then now what comes after is also incredibly bad depending on your point of view um, possibly worse you know although it, I don't know if I'd call it worse myself and we'll go for why so then after that, basically, as I started to come together, as I started to pull myself up and I started to feel things, uh, I was greeted by four, um, four entities, uh, two of which I'm pretty sure were demons and, um, two which, which were kind of neutral, but the fact that there were two other demons leads me to believe they were probably also demons. Um, so somehow I don't even know how this happened like I said I was on I remember being on the ground and then all of a sudden I find myself on the couch the girlfriend's sitting on the far end of the table and I'm looking at her and I see a massive entity it's like a uh, I believe it was a demon now I'm not for sure how it connected to that nothingness I don't know if it was 
responsible for the nothingness or if it was the nothingness or if it was I'm not really for sure somehow I think it was connected to that but I'm not really for sure how anyways I was looking at it and it's it's taking up like a quarter of the room you know it's it's massive go stretches to the ceiling all the way down to the floor and then you know it's all over the place and I'm looking at it now here's the interesting thing about all these entities especially these demons and stuff they don't look incredibly scary um, they look very cartoonish they look like cartoons like they look like I don't even know how to I don't know how to describe it they, they, they look like cartoons they look very like drawn out angular you know funny proportions on their faces and things like that like they don't like you've seen way scarier things like in movies like way scarier entities like i mean on face value i mean obviously when when you are looking at these things um or in the presence of these things they are incredibly intimidating and they are incredibly um you can feel like uh their presence and everything which is the scary part but if you're just looking at them face value, they're actually they, they actually don't look that scary. They look very, like I said, cartoony. I mean, you know, they're off. Uh, I mean, there's often like red colors and things like that, and you know, but I don't know. It, it's hard to describe. Anyway, so this one entity, you know, I see it, but it quickly goes away. Um, uh, no real interaction with it other than fact that i had seen it and then it disappears (coughs) sorry excuse me um it disappears and um so then i'm laying on the couch and the girlfriend's laying down with me and i see the next two entities and uh these two are incredibly cartoonish um like i said they they they're pretty neutral they didn't seem bad i don't know but I don't know, but we'll, we'll, we'll get to that in a second here. Um, like, the first one was a face. It had this big old grin, big old smile. Its teeth are showing, like, big old, like, cartoony teeth. Like, like uh, have you ever seen The Mask? Uh, Jim Carrey's The Mask, you know? Like, when that thing smiles. Um, something like that. That's, that's the smile it had. Uh, very big cheeks, big, bulbous, round eyes. Um, and it was just a face kind of hovering there. And it, uh, it had these pointy ear elf ears. Sometimes it didn't have the ears and sometimes it did have the ears. It was kind of surrounded by like a, like a sun disc or something like that. You know, so I'm looking at that thing. That thing's pretty, that thing was interesting. Um, and then just below it on the ceiling was a, like a very classical fantasy elf, like big ears, you know, um, uh, or like a fairy, I guess you would call it, like a like a classic fairy elf type thing, um, close to like what a gremlin looks like, I guess in in shape, but just a more obviously a more elfish and pleasant face. Um, very interesting that one was. Uh, yeah, I don't know, if if you take the silhouette of a gremlin think of that that's that's kind of what it was like um now i thought those ones were kind of neutral now here's the thing this is one of the things that says it might all just be in my mind this whole like all these things might be in your mind on these trips 
the thing is, is when I look up my ceiling now, I can still see where those were. They're, they're not as defined, those two entities. They're not as defined as they were when I was on the mushrooms. But I can see the, the markings where they were, like the shapes of where they were. And so, because, I mean, you know, my ceiling has like a, a pattern on it. So I can see that. And so it kind of makes me like sit there and think those things aren't, you know, they aren't real. They are something that I just made up in my mind. But anyways, so here, but then once again, here's the, here's the thing where I would say otherwise. I was thinking they were neutral, but my girlfriend had gotten up at some point in time. And she said that I turned and said something to her that I do not remember saying. And it was not a good thing. Um, so something referring to someone else. And so it was not good. So anyways, so it's one of those things where I'm not really for sure. And it's hard for me to contemplate what it is or what it means. Anyways, so then, uh, then somehow the girlfriend is sitting on the couch close i'm sorry the she's on the table she's at the table closest to the couch and i'm on the couch still and i'm talking with her and in this case the fourth entity appears and this is an entity i'm very familiar with it is a demon that comes around that likes to offer things at a price um well the way the way he phrases it is is something like uh, I can give you that uh, if you're willing to make a deal. And I, as soon as he says that, one of my other rules, right? Two rules I have: don't open doors. The second rule I have is never make a deal with anything. Okay, um, those are my two rules. And so every time this guy shows up, I just tell him to fuck off. It's real easy to get rid of him. You know, you just tell him to fuck off. Uh, he lingers around for a little bit, you know, but yeah, he's not hard to get rid of the thing is is he shows up when he will try to show up when i'm wrestling with god like i will be trying to wrestle with god and sometimes god will let him slip in to kind of test you it's like a i think it's like a test or something like that is what i really think it is you know it's offering you something um like i said if you're willing to make a deal and you have to be obviously strong enough not to make the deal because <laughs> as soon as you make the deal you're you're absolutely fucked uh <laughs> well that, that's what i believe i'm not for sure so anyways i'm not willing to make any deals no matter what um <clears throat> so anyways i tell it to fuck off and here here's the here's the weird and interesting thing um i don't remember what happened after that i don't remember how i got to bed and i don't remember falling asleep um somehow the girlfriend had gotten me into bed and gotten me to sleep um so things only get worse from here (laughs) i wake up in the morning and obviously as you guys can imagine the night was incredibly hard on the girlfriend it was not easy for her to have to deal with all my bullshit and me, you know, acting the way that I did, obviously. So she was not happy and she immediately let me know it. <laughs> this is a hard thing, though, and this is one of the things that I need 
I've, I've had to deal with it before. Because she often gets upset at me, you know, after the, after the trip. Because usually trips are pretty hard. And so... There's been times where afterwards, you know, I've been able to really maintain my faith that what I dealt with that night was God and good and angels and things like that. And then in this case, you know, I wake up and I'm like, oh, fuck what happened. You know what I mean? And so it's very hard. And if you are a trip sitter you know and or if you're you know a heavy tripper and you're having to deal with people on the next day let them know ahead of time that you you probably are going to need a lot of mercy and grace and you're going to need a lot of um understanding you know because you're waking up in a dazed confused mess and not knowing what's going on and you're having to deal with something that you just not even for sure of like i mean like i literally was trying to piece together what had happened that night you know what i mean and the girlfriend's arguing with me about it and i'm like i i don't know you know what i mean and it's hard and so and and the only thing i could think of was the fact that i had dealt with a nothingness that nothingness and i was so grateful i was feeling something you know what I mean? And so I, my emotions were just all over the place because they were just like, oh my God, I actually have emotions. Like, I can't even believe that I got out of that. You know what I mean? I can't even believe I'm back here on earth. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm surprised I ain't dead. And um, anyways, um, so girlfriend and I get into the little argument and everything like that. Now, I'm in up being okay. We made up a few days few days later you know she came back over and everything uh obviously we continued along with you know i love her and she loves me and and that's all there is to it but um but (laughs) it still gets worse so then all of a sudden the next uh the next night after that i ended up having what i could only describe as a demonic attack um uh, I don't know how else to describe it. And it's what I'm going to choose to to call it because I don't know what else to call it. I basically had... Uh, I, I think I've mentioned before, I have, um, at this point in time, I have minor um, visuals as I'm going to sleep every night now. Um, they're not the same as the mushrooms, but they are like colorful visuals and patterns and things like that. So anyways, as I'm going to sleep, I ended up seeing some pretty dark imagery, you know, here and there. Nothing, I mean, it's so weird how you describe these things. It's like, it's dark, but it, it's not like, it's not like gory or horrific. It's it's something else. It, it's hard to describe. It's it's dark. It's just dark. That's, that's the only way to describe it, you know. Very weird and dark, you know. It's like, I don't know. What am I looking at this for? So anyways, it was easy for me to get over that that uh, little bit of darkness and fall asleep. But then, <laughs> then I end up uh, having a nightmare. And it was 
it's pretty much you know one of the scariest nightmares I've had in a, a long time. Uh, anyways, hold on. Uh, I gotta stop recording and start it over real quick, or and start it real quick. So uh, just a second. So anyway, this um, this dream I end up having, this nightmare I end up having is it was it was pretty scary. It was pretty demonic. It was basically a dark wood with dead trees, where um, and then the color of the sky was very like reddish orange burnt orange type colors and things like that and there were people that were performing like rituals and stuff like that so it was not a good it was not a good dream at all and I ended up waking up kind of in a I don't know not in a good mood (laughs) I I don't know it wasn't panicking but definitely I was kind of fearful Um, so I woke up and I ended up um, oh, I ended up waking up at exactly 3, like exactly 3 a.m. If you don't know, 3 a.m. is the witching hour. So I woke up at exactly 3 a.m. and it scared the piss out of me. Like I was, oof, I was shaking. I walked over to the bathroom, took a pee, came back into my bed and laid down. <coughs> Sorry, excuse me. been talking too long. Anyways, um, I immediately was just like, oh my god, I'm done with this. I immediately started praying. Uh, I prayed to God, and I prayed to Jesus. And within 10 minutes of me starting the prayer, I only prayed for probably like 15 minutes, but within 10 minutes of me starting the prayer, I felt the fear and the presence of something dark just kind of lift up off of me. And lift away and so um so after that I I think I was (laughs) alright um now there's still a few more days before we get to tonight where I'm recording this uh I ended up spending the next couple of nights um with my dreams were very vivid and I was very much in control of them I ended up spending them um, training myself, my willpower in my dreams. Now, I used to have dreams when I was younger of trying to run and not being able to run, right? And the problem with what what happens in that is something else I feel like is what's holding you back from running, right? It's the dream overcoming you, your willpower to run. So in this case, I was testing that by having people basically come to a dojo and I would uh, wrestle with them and I would try to use my willpower to make sure I was in control of the dream. You know what I mean? Making sure I could run, making sure I could fly, making sure I could fight, making sure I could do whatever I wanted to do. You know what I mean? And so... So I spent several nights doing that, you know, in my dreams, in my vivid dreams that I had. Um, so that gets us to tonight where I finally felt good enough to talk about this, or at least try to talk about this stuff. 
try to get it out, try to explain it. Um, very hard, very difficult to explain. Um, none of my words, none of my words in in this come anywhere close to what it's actually like. <coughs> so, anyways, a couple things I want to say. This is why. Oh, this is me coming back to, by the way, in my mind from this trip is I, I honestly for some people that trip would be the end like some people will never if if I if you had that trip I don't know if you would ever take mushrooms again I contemplated whether or not I guess I still am kind of but no I'm 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 pretty sure I will take mushrooms again obviously but um I might need to take a couple days off. <laughs> but uh, it, that is an endpoint type trip. That That's a trip that it, it's very hard, I think, for some people to contemplate what it could possibly mean. I don't know what it could p- possibly mean myself. I find it very difficult to figure out what that nothingness was, what it means... See, some of the demons are really easy to figure out what they are. Some of them are just tests. Some of them are just simple, stupid tests just to see if you're even worthy of, you know, being, you know, up there in the spirit realm, so to speak, you know. Or if you're even willing, you know, if you're even capable of handling yourself. Like I said, it's like swimming in the ocean, right? When you go swimming in the ocean... You know, there's sharks. There are sharks. There are poisonous fish. You know what I mean? And so you need to recognize those and you need to be careful of those. And you need to not go doing anything stupid, you know? And so um, if you're going to be playing up in the spirit realm or if you're going to be playing in the realm of ideas or the DMT realm, whatever you want to call it, mushroom realm... If you're gonna be playing there, just you know, yeah, you gotta you gotta know that you are you are swimming in the ocean. You know, you go in there with you know, be aware of what's going on and and try to you know control yourself and make sure you don't get into any stupid you know problems or anything like that. You know, places where you don't want to be. Now, I'm also gonna say is another thing you know if we're talking about the bible and everything like that seeing demons is not a is not a bad thing necessarily right paul himself you know talked about when he went to the third heaven that the next passage right after that he says that when he returned he had a demon on him right and basically the rest of his life he had a demon you know on his shoulder that God put there, you know, to remind him. So it's it's one of those things, you know, Jesus Jesus went out into the desert, right? Gets tempted by Satan himself, you know what I mean? That's what happens, you know. So just just because you are um seeing demons is not necessarily in and of itself the bad thing it's how you are interacting with them or how they're interacting with you that's gonna end up being the bad thing you know what i mean um so exorcist right if you're an exorcist 
you're gonna obviously you're going to see demons <laughs> so you know it's uh it's what are you doing about them though are you fighting them are you driving them off from you know uh hurting or torturing other people and can you can you do that so anyways um yeah and so that's that's part of it you know that's how it's been throughout this throughout throughout all my trips you know what i mean i mean i like i said that one demon that likes to offer me things you know what i mean he, he shows up every once in a while and um like i said he usually shows up when i'm in the middle of a wrestling match with god so um it's usually uh it's usually a telltale sign that I like to think it's a telltale sign that I'm not on the wrong path and I'm on a good path, but I'm not necessarily for sure. I mean, there's there's all sorts of arguments to these kind of things. You know what I mean? It doesn't make sense that what these demons do that they scare you. You know what I mean? That's not really what a demon's supposed to do. A demon's not supposed to scare you straight. A demon's supposed to lull you. You know, if you believe in like uh, you know like fundamentalist Christianity and everything like that, what sin is and everything like that, the demons are supposed to be lulling you into doing something that you're not supposed to be doing by like, you know, I don't understand why if these things are demons, like it, I, I don't understand why aren't they aren't just like parading around as naked women in front of me. You know what I mean? Or something like that. That'd be like a much easier way to like, you know, <laughs> you know, like, you know, convince me of something or I don't know. Um, get me to go in the wrong direction you know it's the fact that they are trying to play to fear or something it almost seems like they're just an obstacle like if you look at them it's almost like they're just an obstacle that you're supposed to overcome you know so i'm not really for sure there's all sorts of arguments you can make in all sorts of different directions to say well maybe that's their trick well they're just trying to you know they're trying to show you that they're an obstacle or something like that. That way, you, you know, get to go further and deeper into it, you know, or something like that. But I'm not for sure, you know what I mean? It's like, I like the idea, this is a strong idea, is that Satan, Satan, where's Satan going to hang out? Satan's going to hang out as close to the entrance to heaven as he possibly can, because he wants to stop you from getting into heaven. So where is he going to be at? So... Uh, it's it's so hard to say. It's so hard to say, man. And like I said, the fact that these things, they seem so cartoony, you know what I mean? These, these demons, they don't, they're not like visually scary, you know what I mean? They're not horrific looking in the sense of like you watch a movie and you see like a, a scary monster on like you know so many movies or horrific monsters or gory monsters or something like that these things aren't gory in any way you know they don't even show anything like gory or anything like that you know it's it's nothing like that at all it's it's something else it's something and so that really that really like makes my mind kind of struggle and wonder you know okay so you know what's the interaction with these things supposed to supposed to be like is it an obstacle or is it a sign that you're going down the wrong path you know what i mean it's so crazy so crazy to think about i don't know if you guys have any ideas you know hey shoot shoot me an email (laughs) anyways all right guys i guess that's it this one ran a little long but um 
you know, I hope you guys uh, got it right. There's some warnings there. Hopefully you guys catch them and everything like that. And can hopefully these can help you. Like I said, get with your trip sitter if you have one or your loved one. If your loved one's your trip sitter, get make sure you guys are tight and make sure you guys are strong and make sure you guys are on the same page. Me and my girlfriend are doing, doing good. And obviously I'm, I'm slowly coming back to just being myself and everything like that. And so, um, you know, she knows I love her and I, and you know, I know she loves me and that's, that's what matters. So just make sure you guys have that too, for you guys out there that are, that are trying to do this and work through this together and everything you know be strong for each other and everything and give each other mercy forgiveness kindness you know and uh you know strong warning hand you know when they need it and whatnot but also you know a light a light hand when needed as well so anyways thank you guys very much you guys have a good night